Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you take my ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. I am praying that God will hold my voice up, scratchy as it may be, hard as it is to force sound out of my mouth right now. I'm going to pray that God's going to get me through this, and I hope that you will uh, pray along with me in that regard. What is the worst number in the eyes of a Christian. And that, and that, that ought to hit everybody. Right. I have been standing in line because I eat out every night. I've been standing in line to pay for food and, and somebody will ring it up at 666. And, you know, Mother Jones ain't going for that. She's not letting do. You're going to have to add apple pie to that, Mr. McDonald's. Because uh, you ain't get, you ain't charging me six sixty six. Um, I, I was in the DMV one time, and they gave somebody a license tag. You would think they wouldn't do this. They gave somebody a license tag with six 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 as the nut, and they turned it by. I said, I ain't taking it. They ain't wasn't gonna take that tag. What kind of license people we got? There's not a thirteenth floor in any large building in the world. Why? Because people are sketched out by it. And people are sketched out by 666. But we're going to read uh, from John chapter 6 this morning. In verse 66, the Bible says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Many People Are Not Walking with Jesus anymore. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, I thank you for each person who's come here today. God, I pray you'd speak to us from your word by your spirit. God, I pray that you'd anoint me to say things that would honor you. Lord, I pray you'd strengthen my voice. Help me to be able to say the things that you put in my heart to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Real quick, a catch up. I, I can't take for granted that everybody in here has thousands of Bible verses memorized and can write a sketch outline of every chapter of every book in the Bible. So I'm going to throw a couple of little facts at you about the book of John because I believe everybody ought to learn something when they come to church. Amen? Uh, John chapter 6 is, has the fourth most verses of any chapter in the New Testament behind only Luke 1, Matthew 26, and Mark 14. Um, that's the fourth most of any chapter in the entire New Testament by number of verses and by total words. It's the ninth longest chapter in the Bible by number of verses, and it's the sixth longest chapter in the entire Bible by number of words. Uh, that puts it in some rarefied air. That, that, this is a very long book with a lot of words in it, and I'll tell you again if you forgot God doesn't add any words, and he doesn't waste any words. Every one of these words are meant for us to learn about the God who created everything. Some of the stuff that went on in John, there are very few books where you can go all the way down, or chapters, you can go all the way down to verse uh, 66. Um, But prior to verse 66, a lot has gone on uh, in this chapter. I encourage you to read it this week uh, at your leisure. I'll, I'll just give you... A couple of verses before we get into our opening text. In John six twenty six, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves. It, and the fish, it should say. So many people come to church for what they can get out of it. There are church growth seminars that tell people, raffle off free microwaves. Uh, well, I've had pastors of megachurches uh, who their members, listen, this is outrageous, but we don't turn people away. Uh, we don't make anybody jump through hoops to get food, food and clothing here. The Bible says freely you receive, freely ought you to give. I've had so many large church pastors, much larger than ours, that heard about our food and clothing ministry because do you know what a lot of large churches do when someone comes and asks them for help? They all get the same answer because I've asked them, have you asked your church? And they're like, well, we're in a building fund right now, and they're not, they're not doing anything for the members. 
How many of y'all would agree people should come before buildings? I mean, we could meet at the park. It would only be three of us, but we could do it. And so we, we give away, and I've had so many of these larger churches say, man, you guys are a small church to be giving away uh, so much. That's way more than we've ever done. Uh, and, and they think they're going to educate the little church preacher and say, you know, we give our food away after church on Sunday morning. They have to come and sit through. I said, I'm not putting a tax on nobody to get food. Hungry people out there, you're going to be. I thought, because I used to do homeless ministry downtown before uh, my, my wife and I started this church. Um, and she's gone on to heaven, but we, we started a nonprofit organization in Jacksonville called Mission Jacksonville, and I did a lot of work with the homeless people, and Trinity Rescue Mission was big back then downtown, and it just used to blow me away. They would turn people away at the door. If they didn't make the chapel service, they didn't get to eat, and they didn't get to sleep inside that night. I'm like, y'all, that's charging for the gospel, and I, I want you to know this. There is no charge for the gospel at Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. You're saying, well, why we passed the bucket? Uh, that's for Christians who want to help give stuff free away to people that don't have to pay for the gospel. Amen? Uh, but he, he told them then. He said, the only reason y'all coming around, you want to see a circus show, you want to see miracles, you want to get something, uh, fish and loaves, uh, but any time he'd start teaching real truth, they'd all up and leave. And I'm not against larger churches. I've worked in larger churches. I've been in staff in larger churches, mega churches, and they, they have their role. But I can tell you this factually. This is not opinion. This is fact. The greatest preacher that ever lived is Jesus Christ from Nazareth. Amen. The most anointed minister to ever breathe on this planet is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And when he died, after having thousands and thousands and thousands of people that he had ministered to, healed, fed, prayed over, taught about his father to, there wasn't but 120 left. So how big was the Lord's church? Now, I'm not saying, I mean, we, when we were in the big building on Blanding Boulevard, we had five, 600 people showing up. Now, I know this place, most people couldn't find this place with a search warrant. Hey, if you're hiding out from the cops, they, they don't even come this way. Uh, speak, speaking of that, did they call you yesterday? I got a message on my voicemail that the alarm went off uh, last night. I'm like, well, somebody had to break in and find somewhere to sleep. But people show up to the church for what they can get. That's as old as time. In, in John 6, 28, the Bible says, then they asked him, what must we do? to do the works God requires. And they were like, man, y'all doing some great stuff. What do we got to do to get in on this? And in verse 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. All that should be capitalized. Um, Jesus, hear, hear me good. You ought to adopt this in, into something you just say as you walk around the house. Jesus is the one God has sent. Anybody believe that today? That, that's the heart of the gospel. Jesus is the one that God has sent. Uh, some people don't get it, and, and, and you ought to know if you get it or not. When people are singing songs, uh, I don't care if you know the song or not. At some point, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, ought to touch you some kind of way. You, you ought to feel some kind of something. And so I know some of you don't get it. The Bible says natural people don't receive the things of the Spirit. I understand that. But uh, some of us, we used to sing that old song, not just to sing it, but to feel it right down to our feet. And some of y'all still feel it. Uh, can't nobody. Ain't that right? Can't nobody. Do me or you like Jesus. Uh, we, we used to sing that other song. Ain't no party like a, a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party. I say, and, and, and say people just feel that. I mean, back in the old church, let me, let me, let me help with Uncle Ken and uh, Deacon Ken and Diane. Uh, in, in the old church, when people used to sing on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. We, we, we used to feel that. Didn't you, we used to feel that, didn't we, Mama? We used to feel that down to our feet. 
uh, I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. And we used to feel that. And I know some of y'all don't feel nothing. But, but I'm going to tell you this. You need to feel that when you, when you hear it out of your own mouth. Jesus is the one that God has sent. Jesus is different than every other person that ever lived. The ancients called him holy other because he's completely different from anybody you ever knew. And if you don't know Jesus, you need to find him today. See, I, I told you the title of the sermon is many people are not walking with Jesus anymore. And I don't know how long you've been in church. Uh, a lot of you were in church before you came here. A lot of people got saved. Well, I don't know how many people. Uh, I know somebody. Any, anybody, anybody in this room gets saved uh, through the ministry of Abundant Life Christian Fellowship? Anybody? All right, that's hands up front, back, both sides. All right. Uh, anybody growing their faith through the ministry of Abundant Life Christian Fellowship? Uh, rest, rest of y'all need Jesus. Uh, but that's okay because the gospel is free. <laughs> but if you've been in church for any length of time, this church, a different church, another church, one thing I'm sure of, you have seen people who used to walk with God that don't walk with him no more. Or at least you've seen people who used to show up that don't show up no more. Uh, I, I, I was sharing uh, with, 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 the, with the staff this morning about different things. We've seen a lot of people come and go. And I told them this, the people that leave, that go to another church, get plugged in, locked in, grow in their faith, I support that 100%. But the sad story is typically when somebody leaves the church, they stay out. They stay out. And I, I don't want to see. The Bible says in the last days there will be a great, a huge, a large amount of people falling away. And we've been seeing that in America for decades. Church attendance has been in decline for a long time. But let me tell you something. There is a remnant. There, 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 is, a, there is a called out group that, uh, that can say like the, the, like the Hebrews of old said, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. If the whole world turned upside down and stopped following Jesus, you can't shake me out of Christianity. Oh, the Bible says, whatever can be shaken will be shaken. You better not be one of these people. I ask people all the time, uh, are, are you born again? Are you saved? Do, do, and, and I get this answer too much. Well, I hope so. I wouldn't bet hell on hope so. Man, I hope the Boston Celtics find a way to dig out of this 2-0 hole. <laughs> Although I am on record saying this publicly, any team that loses to the eighth seed the first two games at home, talk to me, Alfred. You Celtic fan, they don't deserve to win no championship losing. Miami had to play their way in just to be the eighth seed. They're supposed to wipe the floor. They, they got six players on that roster wasn't even drafted. They're just beating Boston for no good reason. But I hope, and, and Cheryl's happy about it, uh, I hope that they win, but I wouldn't bet nothing on it. And I wouldn't bet a ham sandwich on it. I sure wouldn't bet eternity on it. The Bible says God wrote us this book so we could know that we have eternal life. And I'm going to tell you, the proof's in the pudding. I, I counsel people all the time, and they come in and they say, you know, I'm, I'm just strung out on this. I'm addicted to that. I can't shake this. I can't shake that. And I, I always tell them, have you ever thought about getting truly born again? Oh, no, Pastor, I'm saved. I, 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 you know, remember, I got, I got saved right here at Abundant Life. I'm like, oh, you mean you walked in the aisle and prayed a prayer, shook my hand? We baptized you in this little rolling baptism? Uh, and listen, everybody walks in the aisle and prays a prayer, ain't really saved. Everybody sitting in church ain't a real Christian. Just if you can sit in your garage, it don't make you a car. Uh, but it, we all know people who used to come, used to be in church, they ain't in church no more. And I told you, church attendance has been on decline for a long time. I've said this before. I haven't said it in a long time. I'm going to say it again. It made people mad every time I said it, and I got people telling me they didn't agree with it. I'm going to say it again. It's my opinion. You're welcome to yours. I'm welcome to mine. What's wrong with America today is intolerance for differing opinions. There, there's a group of people out there. Used to be uh, we could talk. You say your peace, I say my peace. We still eat together. Now, Lord have mercy. If you disagree with somebody, let, 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 let somebody that voted for Trump find out you voted for Biden. You won't get no Christmas card. Yeah. 
Am I right or wrong? They uh, Families tore apart over it. I'm like, what, what happened to the free exchange of ideas? What happened to having an opinion? Uh, you can have an opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> and so can I. But here's what I believe. I believe the main goal of the pandemic, and hear me good, the main goal of the pandemic was to run people out of church. I believe that this corrupt country, and I love America, but let's don't kid ourselves. It's got problems. Well, if you can't say amen to that, all hope is lost. I believe this corrupt government wanted to find out, could they force people not to come to church? You say, well, Pastor, that seems far-fetched to me. Well, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Uh, the government, the Supreme Court of the United States, nine human beings, five of them at that time were, were very liberal, four of them were conservative. No, actually, four were liberal, five were conservative, but one of the five pretended to be conservative flipped, and they voted five to four. Hear this. Check this out. That casinos could stay in operation, but churches couldn't. They limited churches at one point. They said, you're going to have fifth. Turn, turn that off. I t- put it up when I call it. Oh, I thought I was talking to Rick. It's okay, Charity. Do whatever you want to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I see everybody reading. I'm over here talking. Faith come by hearing, not, not by reading the screens. But the, the, they, they shut down. They said 50 people max. I don't know if you've ever been in a big church. I've been in 15,000-seat churches. I've been in 10,000-seat churches. What do you think a church looks like with 50 people in it that got 10,000 seats? Do you? Do, I mean, social distancing, huh? You, you couldn't shout at your neighbor in some of these caverns. And they were, they were making these 10,000 churches. Oh, 50's the max. Now, I understand if you got a little tiny room and you only seat 50, you can't social distance with 50. Um, but they were determined. Then they dropped it in Jacksonville to 25. And I'm going to tell you, I preached a message when they told us we had to close the doors, only let 20. I wasn't going to tell person number 26, you can't come to church today. That just ain't in me. And I wasn't going to stay home. Because the Bible commands us to come to church on the first day of the week and celebrate the resurrection of the Lord and not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And so, oh, we had a lot of people quit. I got emails. I thought you cared about the flock. You, you making people at danger, at risk for making it. I didn't make nobody come to church. I said be smart. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Stay at home if you got uh, what they call it, co, what is it? Comorbidities. Uh, but people quit. Listen, people left this church and every church in America, and then all of a sudden, and, and I knew it was going to happen because I called all these preachers. I called all these big church preachers, and everyone I'm telling the same thing. Oh, we're shutting down. You're not shutting down? Well, the, the law says you have to shut down. Well, Acts chapter 5 says we should obey God instead of man. I obey the law of the land until they differ with God. And I just told people, I'm going to be here. If you want to show up, show up. But lots of people stopped coming, and some were smart to stop coming. Listen, uh, you, you shouldn't be around a large crowd of people uh, in, in the middle of a pandemic if you have comorbidities. But it didn't stop nobody from going to Walmart. Uh, Target in Oakleaf had, they averaged having 100, I talked to the management there, they averaged having 114 people Per shift in that store, employees. I'm like, if no customer showed up, you you got double the limit a church can have. Ridiculous. Church is shutting down while casinos staying open. You say, Pastor, that seems absurd. I don't believe the Supreme Court said that casinos could stay open. And where where you get this foolish? Listen, don't bring a paper clip to a machine gun fight. Okay, if I say it from the now, if I say it in, in on the sidewalk, I might be playing with you. I might be lying. If I say it in this pulpit, it's research, it's factual. I told y'all preachers lie; they just don't lie all the time. So I, I, I gave it, I, I gave it to the sound booth. Charity, you know, jumped the shark and put it up there. But let's go ahead and put that first, that that slide up there. Now this is from 2020, and this is the USA Today. 
the Supreme Court ruled late Friday that Nevada can impose tighter restrictions on churches than casinos while a legal dispute over social distancing. You know what they told casinos? Oh, no, y'all got to rake that money in. We, yo, mm-hmm. and, and, and guess what they do in casinos? You ever been in a casino? You know what they sit there at them slot machines and do for hours? They're smoking, they're drinking, they're killing their immune system, and they're showing up out of thousands. And the Supreme Court of the United States said, casinos, hardware stores, but not churches. What kind of world we living in? They, they were giving people passes. Uh, I had some sprinkler heads broke. I called my sprinkler guy. I said, hey, nobody was supposed to be driving at the height of the pandemic. You weren't supposed to leave your house. And some people got a special pass. Anybody remember what that was called? You had one? Essential worker. If, you were an, if, if the government said you were an essential worker, you could drive around. You could just joyride. I called my sprinkler guy, and I said, hey, man, can you sneak out here and fix this sprinkler? It's spraying right on my door. And the head broke off it. And uh, I said, I know we're on a pandemic. He said, oh, no, I'm an essential worker. I can, I can go anywhere I want to go. <laughs> Fence building company, essential worker. Churches, shut them down. A little shout out right now. Shut them down on, on San Juan Avenue. If you want some good soul food, some fried pork chops, some greens. Am I right or am I right? I ain't lied to nobody. Supreme Court. Put that next slide up there for me. Not that one. The 5-4 ruling included dissents. That means people that voted against it were the four conservative judges limiting church gatherings to 50 worshipers while allowing bars, restaurants, casinos, and indoor amusement parks to operate at a 50% capacity minimum. Some of them never shut them. We had... We had uh, businesses go out of business because the government said you can't show up. We had churches shut down because they didn't show up. Listen, the mortgage still had to be paid. Try not running your electricity all month long. Guess what JA still going to send you every month? Oh, it's a bill. You're like, I wasn't even home. All the electricity, they still going to charge you. So I, I believe it. It's factual. They, they wanted to harm religion in America because there is a day coming when they are going to outlaw Christianity in America. They're going to outlaw Christianity in America. It's in the Bible. But we're, we're going to be persecuted for our faith. It's in the Bible. And it's coming today. I've been telling you all for years, and it finally happened last year, one of the most uh, pro-God um, states in the country. Utah was the first country to do it, passed legislation to ban the Bible out of schools. And I told y'all, when they took Dr. Seuss off the shelf because they said it wasn't diverse enough, I'm like, these ain't people. These are cartoon characters. They're like, well, at least one of those purple thing one or thing two should have been. One, one should have been Hispanic. One should have been African-American. I said, neither one of them were white. What are we arguing about? These are fictional characters. They snatched the book off the shelf. They, they took Gone You will never see Gone with the Wind on television anymore. You know Why? Because it portrayed a black woman who won a, I think she's the first black person to ever win a Grammy. Is that right? Oscar. Uh, Grammy's what? Music? First black person to ever win an Oscar was the woman that, that uh, played the house slave in Gone with the Wind. And they said, it, it's unfit for Americans to watch because the movie depicted white people telling black people what to do. Ain't they still doing it? The man had his foot on your neck. How long, John? <laughs> but but I can understand you make a movie right now. You shouldn't make a movie where you got somebody that looks like him bossing somebody. To look, and, and they don't. You ever notice? Every judge, every boss of every NCI, every trial, everybody that's in charge is always an African-American woman. And uh, so, you know, and, and, and you should have diversity in anything you make now. They made that movie a long time ago, and it was, hear me, historically accurate. Slavery's greatest, uh, I believe, second greatest sin in American history behind abortion. Um, 
Do you know more black babies have been murdered in this country through abortion in the last 30 years than have been born? Mm, you want, you want African-Americans to get a fair shake of a pie? Tell them to keep having babies uh, and, and outnumber everybody uh, because they would. Uh, but anyway, uh, slavery was horrible, but it was showing an era historically accurate. And I, I heard somebody say the other day on CNN that this country hasn't made any progress. Uh, it's the exact same today as it was during slavery. I'm thinking, oh, if you could dig up Mama Jones, she would tell you, you got it just a little bit better than she had it. But with all these banning movies, banning books, banning songs, what, what was the name of that song they, they shut down hard? Uh, rape song. Um, you can't even say, do you know if you say rape on YouTube, they'll shut your channel off? You know what they say on YouTube instead of rape? Grape. Yeah, because they all know, all these YouTubers know, if you use that word, they'll, they'll, they'll shut you down. But that, that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, you were about to say it, wasn't you? Uh, you you'll never hear that on the radio. Um, and I said, if they're going to do all this in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, they're going to take the Bible off the shelf. And I'll tell you again what I said then. The Bible is the least inclusive book that's ever been written. Jesus said, I am the door to heaven, and if anybody tries to come in a different way other than me, they're a thief and a liar. Jesus said, no one can come to God except through me. How, how, how must that play to Muslims, to non, non-Christians? How, how must that play off to Jewish people? How must that play off to people who believe there are many roads to heaven? The Bible is not inclusive. And then they want to say, this is what Utah stood up. They had a bunch of uh, pagan parents sue the school board in the state of Utah and said, if you're going to take books with sexual uh, stuff in it off the shelf, uh, what about, listen, there ain't many more books more sexual than the Bible. Um, there, there's, there's rape in the Bible. There's incest in the Bible. There's descriptive language. In, some of y'all are like, you ain't read enough books. Yeah, I know there's some wild books wilding out, but I'm talking about commonly read books. There's a lot in the Bible, and one day we are going to see Christianity be persecuted at a higher level, and I believe the pandemic was just a start. That was a tester because here's the reality. I told all those preachers that told me they were shutting their churches down, I said, I, how long do you think you'll hold out? A month? And guess what they all did one by one? They just started opening back up. And I called them because you, 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 you don't want me to be that guy. I'm that guy. I, I called them and said, hey, y'all still shut down? Oh, no, happy to say we opened back up. Uh, well, what happened? Is the pandemic over? No, but we're masking and social distancing. Uh, are people still dying every day from the pandemic? Hey, listen, let me tell you something. How is the pandemic over now? What happened? Oh, with the vaccination? Half America didn't even get vaccinated. They just decided, well, we found out what we want to find out. We can make them take a shot. You know what the Bible says is going to happen at the end of time? The government is going to be a one-world government, and guess what they're going to force everybody to do? They're going to have to take the mark of the beast in their right hand or in their forehead. And and, and it says, without that, you will not be able to buy anything or sell anything. Guess what you couldn't do in the pandemic? You You couldn't buy a plane ticket without a vaccination. You had to have your little card from the government. It said you got to take it to places to shop, nightclubs, bars, gyms, and it was just a, it's a test run. If you live long enough, you're going to live into it. Let, let's, uh, let, let's get into our text. I'm going to back up from John 666 because that threw Sonia. Uh, and we're going to start in verse 60 for a little context. In John 660, the Bible says, Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can understand it? How many of y'all read the Bible enough, been in church long enough, to know a whole lot of that book is tough? And that's why I say, if you can't say amen, say what? Because sometimes I read stuff and I'm like, oh. I did not grow up turning the other cheek. I mean, every real man... I. And, and, and I told my kids, and y'all be like, I'm quitting this church. Did you really tell them that? I sure did. I said, you know, you, you, ain't, you ain't passed a manhood yet till you hit one of them uh, kids in your school square off in the face. 
you come home all scratched up in my house and tell me that you just took it and cried to the dean's office. Uh, every, every real man I know uh, out that was unsaved uh, had to throw down his son. Hey, Melvin, people in your generation, men that were men, did they get in a few scrapes? That's for sure. Deke, what? Yeah? Uh, I didn't grow up in, in a world where all these things were easy. A lot of it is hard. Say hard. And they said that, and in verse 61, the Bible says, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. There's a popular saying. Uh, well, it ain't popular, but a couple of people are saying it. Facts don't care about your, and they don't. If I, if I tell you my name is Scott and you say, well, you look like a Steve to me, uh, can I just call you Steve? No. I don't answer to Steve. I answer to Scott. My mama named me Scott. It's on my birth certificate. But you look like a Steve. I, I think you should. It don't matter. And if it bothers you that I don't look like what you think my name should be, the truth's the truth. Anyhow. And people in this generation, they, they're just so easily triggered. Uh, we would have laughed you out. If you would have brought a therapy dog to my high school, we, we would have killed you and your dog. I wasn't saved back then, so was, I had a pass. Some of these things are hard. To, you read stuff in the Bible, you're like, ah, tithe and offering? Hey, turn the other cheek? Mm. Give, give more than you take? What kind of world is this? It's the kingdom of God. And some of these things are hard, but here's the thing. Real Christians need to accept the truth even if it bothers them without getting offended. Listen, if you're a whoremonger in here, and I, and I, and I read a verse out of the Bible that teaches against whoremongering, listen, if the shoe fits, put it in your mouth and chew on it. If, if, if you are a glutton, and I tell you gluttony is wrong because the Bible says it's wrong, and you, well, I don't like that. He preaching to me. He, he called me fat. I call myself fat. If you're fat, you're fat. Oh, well, you can't say that today, Pastor, because you'll hurt somebody's feelings. The truth don't care nothing about your feelings. It's hot in Florida. It blows me away. Y'all didn't grow up here. Uh, always talk, whoo, it's so hot outside. Didn't you know it was going to be hot when you moved to Florida? Why don't you just identify as it not being hot outside and stop ar- ar- bothering me about how hot it is? Mm. Let me keep going before y'all all get up and walk out. Only two so far. We're doing good. <laughs> Does this offend you? We live in the most easily offended society. In the world. We got college kids more worried about safe spaces than learning. Triggered. Microaggressions. Macroaggressions. We, we, we got white people holding picket signs about reverse discrimination. Listen, you sitting on top of the mountain and you crying about it? You, you've been judging, criticizing, condemning, and oppressing people since the country started, and, and now you're going to act like because they hired three people on your job that, that, uh, that, that are, are people of color, uh, oh, that your whole world fell apart? Listen how quiet it got. Oh, I'm equal opportunity. I ain't just on you white people. Every time so, so, somebody I know, I don't do this to people I don't know, but if I know you and you say this in front of me, I'm going to ask you about it. Well, Pastor, I've been getting discriminated on my job. Really, what they doing? Well, it, it, it's more subtle than that. Like how? Well, I just feel it. You can feel it? That's the same way. I had somebody tell me this. Uh, my sister is the kindest, most gentle person I've ever known. She's the least confrontational person I've ever known. Me and my mama got all the aggression. Uh, my, my sister got all the peacemaker. Am I right or wrong, mama? Is she as aggressive as you are? <laughs> my, no. My, she was going to slap her just to prove it. But <laughs> don't think you. Hey, newsflash. Ain't none of y'all more aggressive than my mama. <laughs> don't play, don't play with Mimi. But somebody told me they they left, they they were upset because uh, 
they, they said hello to the church administrator, that's my sister, and she rolled her eyes and didn't even speak. I said, nah, I don't, I don't take that. That ain't in her character. Maybe, maybe she did. Oh, she heard me. Oh, maybe she had something on her mind. Maybe she was trying to get somewhere. Uh, no, that's just her, that's her character. No, it's not her character. I can feel it. Listen, feelings ain't facts. Stop being so easily offended. What if somebody did roll their eyes at you and be like, side-eyed you and like, If you love the Lord, you don't come to this place for what people look at you like. You come to this place to serve and worship and honor God. Roll your eyes all you want to. Does this offend you? He was saying that thousands of years ago. People are offended about everything now. Like They're outlawing words every day, a whole new set of words. Oh, you can't say that. Uh, Tough on a preacher. Uh, I, I used to think, you know, I got the microphone. I can say anything. Mm, no, you got, you got easily offended people on the earth. But it's always been that way. In verse 62, he said, What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? He said, This little bit of something bothering y'all, offending you? People are always like, Well, I'm offended. I'm offended. I, I just, uh, Pastor, I, 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 I missed Two weeks in church and nobody came to see me. Newsflash, we ain't coming. Because we didn't know you was in, in uh, missing. Because we don't write everybody's name. I was in a mega church one time. This church had over 2,000 people in it. They kept a clipboard on every row. They made everybody sign in and they checked your role. I'm like, that's kind of deep, ain't it? I was at a church one time where they did this, another mega church, and they, they'd send us by people's houses, and this was our opening line. Hi, my, um, I'm Scott. This is, my, this is my friend Joe, and we're from so-and-so church, and we noticed you weren't there Sunday. You know what that's code for? Listen up, sinner. Don't be missing church no more. We, we got our eyes on you. Uh, we ain't paying that close of attention. You're like, well, Pastor, maybe if we did some of those things, we'd have all the seats full. We ain't going to fill seats that way. If you, want, if you need somebody to come see you, let somebody know. And, and nobody's exempt from this. I'll, I'll tell you all something. This is the only bad story I can tell you about Gail. Because uh, it, it was so wild. When she was little, she, we were in the same church. And uh, her parents were still in that church. And we got a new preacher. And the old preacher was loved, and the new preacher was kind of different. He was, you know, he was a little standoffish. Um, and the old preacher used to go see everybody, house visitation, all that. It was a small church. There was a handful of us. And she had her tonsils taken out, and she had to spend overnight in the hospital. And she cried because the new pastor didn't come see her. Now, that's not bad for, for a five- or six-year-old. But she told that story so often. I finally asked her, is that stuck? Is that, is that like a bee in your bonnet? Is that stuck in your craw? She said, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> You're supposed to be the nice one. What are you talking about? You're supposed to be the spoonful of sugar that makes this medicine go down. People get upset. He said, man, if you get upset so easy, what's going to happen when something big happens? Verse 63, he said, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. People get mad at what God says, but this is the only truth there is in the whole world. This is the only living book there is in the whole world. Verse 64, he said, but there are some of you who do not believe. Now, (laughs) he's talking to a bunch of people he's hanging out with. They're following him. They're, They're hanging out. They're staying all day listening to him preach. So much they got hungry. This is the chapter where he fed 5,000 men plus women and children. Most people estimate that uh, to be north of 15,000 people with five fish and two, two small loaves of bread, like a little tiny slice of pound cake. Uh, and they were there, thousands of them. They, get, they, all, they all got offended. He said, there's some of y'all here that don't even believe. And you can get this. How many of y'all know for sure there are people in this room right now that ain't even saved at all? 
And I'm glad you're here. Be, be, listen, if you're not saved yet, make it be a not yet. Don't, don't close your heart off to God. God created this planet. God gave you life. God puts the right mix of oxygen in the air for us to breathe. God sent his son to die for us on the cross so we could be saved and not have to spend eternity in hell. He said, but some of y'all don't believe. And then listen to what the Bible says. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that did not believe and who would betray him. Listen, there's haters in every crowd. There's haters in every crowd. But I don't want you to fall victim to what the devil. You real Christians, don't fall victim to what the devil would have you. If you start estimating who's saved and who ain't, you are not, guess who? You ain't Jesus. Jesus knew who the phonies were off the rip. We, we can't tell. You say, oh, I can't. By the fruits, you should know them. What about some of your bad fruit if we put that on the screen right now? Anybody going to believe you're saved? But Jesus knew. Jesus knew who, who the sheep were. He knew who the goats were. In verse 65, he said, Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. You can't even come to God without God's approval. The Bible says you can't come to the Lord unless the Spirit draws you. In. So if you ever feel the Spirit drawing you to God, you better follow. Mm, y'all, y'all staring at I'm preaching better than y'all staring at me. In verse 66, now, now we're up to that 666. And, and so many preachers, man, they, 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 they're so creative in their mind. They're, they're so uh, awesome in their oratory ability. To, they take everything and make a cool story out of it. And they've talked about the number 666 being the ultimate evil in humanity. And that this has to be the most, uh, the the worst, the worst form of humanity. People walked away from Jesus. I'm gonna tell you something. People still walking away from him. You don't have to put a six 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 on it. I, I preached a message one time that says at least Judas got thirty pieces of silver. What did you get for betraying God? I, if I had a chair right here, I'd sit down. Let me just let y'all think on that from that time what time when he said something they didn't like what time when he gave them a saying that was hard for them what time when he said something that offended them let me tell you something we have ruined america in the last in the last two generations uh uh good good to have elder jimmy in in church this morning he's been gone a long time working uh give god praise for that We got a lot in common. Sometimes that bothers his wife, and she tells him, stop acting like who? <laughs> she said, stop acting like your pastor so much. Uh, but we just had, we're just a lot alike in a lot of different ways. We grew up doing a lot of the same stuff, and uh, we both love the Lord. We're both uh, uh, super competitive. Only one of us can win. Um, but when we grew up, did every kid get, get a, a, a trophy, a participation trophy? Did every kid get to play travel ball? No. I don't even, think, I don't even know if they have travel ball anymore. Yeah. No. Everybody didn't get a guaranteed two innings. What kind of foolishness is that? We're trying to win. But, but we don't want to offend Timmy. He's just not very good, but he deserves to play. No, he don't. Boy, join the chess club. Get on the debate team. Come out here. Uh, I, I love that. People talking about diversity is our strength. No, it ain't. Alfred coaches basketball. Too much, gone too much. That's a different story. I'll get on him later. Do you want good basketball players on your team, or do you want diversity? You want to mix in a couple of short, fat kids that can't dribble, or you just want a bunch of athletic ballers out there grinding? Diversity. What are we talking about here? Uh, well, everybody, the state of California, uh, the parents sued the state of California because their 275-pound uh, daughter went out for cheerleader and didn't make it. She won. And you know what goes down now in the state of California? They don't have cheerleader tryouts. Anybody that wants to be a cheerleader that has the money to buy the uniform, can be on the team. Could you imagine that? <laughs> this America, though, this is where we've come to. 
participation trophies. Man, if, if my, my, my sons are grown now, if, if they were here, they, they would back me up. I went to one award. Y'all know these award ceremonies they have for kids every year? Well, Shonda probably goes to all of them. You go to them foolish things? 25 kids you got to. I know your kids are winning everything, though. They're getting real awards, though. They're getting straight-A awards. Uh, 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 all, all her kids get A's. Uh, I, I, I looked at my kids one time, and I told them, well, y'all got, y'all got LaShawna making me look bad. You bringing home these B's. Her kids make all A's. How you bringing home these B's in my house? What am I doing wrong with y'all? But I went to one of these award shows, and they got some real stuff going on. They got, like, you know, like her kids. It, this, these, these are these are the five students that got all A's or all A's and B's. And then, and then they went to perfect attendance. I always told my kids, anybody got perfect attendance awards because their parents didn't love them enough to take them to Disney World when nobody else was there. Take my kids to Disney World when school's out. Take them to Disney World when school's in the whole week. Every year from junior high school to graduation, they called me into the school and said, your children have missed too many days. I said, are they still on the honor roll? Yes. And then they finally told me because in high school I had to go three times. And the, the lady told me, well, could you at least have them check in in the morning? Because our budget is released after first period. And if they're not here for first period, we don't get our full budget. No, because I love my kids. If I'm going to Disney World Monday through Friday, they're coming with. Perfect attendance awards. I'm done with that. Uh, that's kind of an award, though. But then you got uh, all the rest of these little, little, little kids over here, and they're like, what is it? Most improved. That means you was horrible last year. Friendliest. I'm like, that kid don't even look friendly. But they had to give him something. Uh, mo- mo- uh, mo- mo- most, most, most sharer, best sharer. I'm like, that ain't no award. Y'all, y'all didn't get into the ridiculous, but, but we got all these awards that we've been giving out to these kids, and we, we don't keep score. I would, I keep scoring everything. How else am I going to know I'm always winning? This is the God's heaven truth. That, right there, wait, raise your hand, Deacon West. That man and I, have probably played 30 or more games of two-on-two basketball against all comers. Did we ever lose? Never. Did we keep score? Did we let them know when we won that we won? What's that? Hey, Henry, would you tell that little man you'll body him right back into the sound booth? See, you don't put your grown man weight back on. You was getting skinny on me. You, you back north of 240? I need you plus. I need you. My, that, okay, that, that, that's, my head, that's my head guy right there. Ah. Now, see, I am humble enough to admit this. I, I, I'll let you know, Elder Keon, because you're a great athlete. Uh, I will, I'm humble enough to admit this. Everybody has to play their role. What was my role? We play make it, take it. What is my role in make it, take it? Take the ball from out of bounds, throw it into the big man, and let him just back him down and dunk on him. That's just all it was. Now, I scored a couple points every now and then because they'd leave me wide open and double-team him. I'm like, that ain't going to work for y'all either. Y'all don't like keeping score? Uh, We played spades against 50 different. Anybody ever beat us in spades, D? It just don't happen. But that's enough about me and me and my friend. Uh, we have raised a generation of non-scorekeeping, reward losers, make everybody feel like they should be a cheerleader and a quarterback. That, that has not prepared them for life. Because, listen, life is hard on these kids been in college their whole life, and they show up to the job, and they're like, if you ain't on time, we're going to fire you. If, if, uh, if you don't hey, listen. If you go to work at Amazon and you don't pull a certain amount of boxes on your shift, don't think you ain't going to keep you around. But, but don't we all get a trophy? Not in life. 
on, only in youth sports, and that's, not, that's something new. Uh, and and that so many people are like, well, I'll never go back there because I got offended. Yeah, we used to have thick skin. We used to have coaches grab us by the face mask, yell at us, bad breath, spit going through our face mask. Uh, you get into these boys a little bit? All right. Don't, don't, don't be soft. You, you, you got to get into them to raise champions. Don't be out there just giving everybody playing time. But this generation now is more easily offended. People quit, walk out. People walk out on marriages. People walk out on everything. We live in a throwaway generation where microwaves are it's cheaper to buy a new one than to fix the one you got. And people just keep, keep moving. They quit any kind of thing. Verse 67 says, Then Jesus said to the twelve, and this is where it gets deep, Do you also want to go away? Let me, let me, let me give you that in, 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 in 103rd Ghetto. Uh, speech y'all gonna leave me too y'all gonna quit y'all y'all ain't got no backbone y'all y'all about to step with the rest of these people and that's what that's what jesus said he he said at one time in his ministry he he might not even be able to find anybody that's faithful when he comes back so many people quitting and and here is one of the greatest confessions after he asked y'all gonna go too. simon peter is best known for betraying the lord Doubting Thomas is best known for not believing that Jesus was raised from the dead before he saw him. But both these people should be known for the great confessions of faith they made about who Jesus really is. Because when Jesus said, do y'all also want to go away? Look at what happened in verse 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And, And here's the reality. Instead of getting offended, stomping off like a three-year-old, I take my ball and play somewhere at Wagon. Man, you can't win no championship with that attitude. Uh, instead of getting offended and quitting, you, you should say, where else are we going to go? Y'all better never quit that coach. Ain't nobody, ain't ain't nobody going to be out there for y'all like that. You, 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 you find somebody who's willing to tell you the truth in life. You, listen. There's lots of churches with better preachers than me. Lots of churches with better parking lot and facilities than us. But I'm going to tell you what, they ain't no perfect church, ain't no perfect people, ain't no perfect preacher. Where, uh, what you, what you going to do? You going to quit Christianity and find a different religion? All religions outside of Christianity are false. And that's what's going to get them persecuting us. People like me saying that God is still on the throne and God still has a standard. Peter said, you're the only one. We can't go nowhere else. And that's how I feel to my to my core, people falling out on the Lord. When my wife was dying from cancer, we had doctors and nurses say, uh, you guys are in ministry. Does this, does this make you doubt your faith? Does this make you question your faith? Does, it, does this make you upset? Are you angry? We, no. And we told them to the very end and still, uh, God's already done more for us than we deserve. This cancer ain't got nothing to do with my faith in God. Verse 69 says, also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What a confession. I want, you, I want to ask you today, and I know I've been long and we're late, but I want to ask you today, have you come to believe and do you know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? If you don't know that to every ounce of you, you're in more trouble than you know. In verse 70, Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you as a devil? We are a Bible-teaching church. I want to teach you how to think when you read the Scripture so it will make sense to you. When, 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 I, when I read this, it's obvious to me why Jesus said that. It's obvious to me why Jesus asked them, are you going to leave? It's obvious to me why, why Jesus said uh, one, one, one of y'all is a devil. He knew everybody in that crowd wasn't legit. And in every crowd of uh, any religious setting at all. There's some fakes in there. See, everybody has been sent to this place. God sent some and the devil sent the rest. Read the parable of the wheat and the tares where, the, where servants go to the master and said, we planted nothing but good seed. Where did all these weeds come from? Said, you want us to burn them down, pull them up? He said, no, let it all grow together. And at the end of time, I'll come and divide them. Oh, you might have everybody in this room fooled. You might have mom and them fooled. You might have the preacher fooled. You might have yourself fooled, but you can't fool God. Jesus always knows who's legit and who ain't 
legit. In verse 71, it says he spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he, it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. Jesus knew the whole time. This man that had been with him night and day for at least 18 months was a fake, phony, but you know what? He never called him out on his junk. He never, he never showed him until the, until the very end in the Last Supper. They were all, and he didn't tell even the closest people to him because when Jesus said, one of y'all at this table, one of you 12 is going to betray me and turn me over into the hands of sinful men. They're going to crucify me and kill me. And they all started to say, is it me? Is it me? They had no idea it was Judas because Jesus never let on, but he knew the whole time. You can't fool Jesus. Don't, don't let religion send you to hell because you don't have real salvation. Judas had religion. He didn't have salvation. He didn't have a relationship. Now, the people that walked away, are, are these real Christians or not? Don't answer out loud because you might be right, you might be wrong. But think about it. Um, see, I think they may have thought they were true believers, uh, but from the beginning they never were believers. Jesus knew that. that uh, and there were people, he said, some of y'all don't believe. Very new from the beginning who didn't believe. Why do people come, get in church for a little while? I know pastors that don't even go to church anymore. They got out of ministry, shut their church down. Don't even serve God anymore. Worship leaders, uh, deacons, teachers, praise and worship. I know people from all types of church jobs that don't even serve God anymore. Why, why do they leave? Do they just get tired? They get fed up? They just... Uh, no, they leave because they can't fake it no more. Mm, see how quiet everybody got? Anybody you know. You got somebody out there living ragged in the world uh, for, for, for forever, and they got no desire to serve God in them at all. They are not backslidden. They are not running from God, not for year after year, decade after decade. Listen to what the Bible says, and I'll be done. In 1 John 2, 19, God said they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. I've told you for years, when the Bible uses the word us, it's usually talking about what kind of people people wasn't saved. Well, what happened to brother so-and-so? Brother so-and-so wasn't a brother. Well, may, maybe they just got mad and offended. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, and uh, then I'm, I'm going to let you go. The last verse of Scripture I'm going to read. In, in Mark 13, 13, the Bible says, Jesus talking, he said, you should be hated of all men for my name's sake. Listen to this. But he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. Now, I'm going to give you a math formula, and it won't make sense to some of you, but I'm going to close with it. If A plus B equals C, then C minus B equals straight up. If 2 plus 3 equals 5, then 3 plus 2 still equals 5. See, you, you can switch it around as long as you don't change the meaning of it. And this verse says the same, those that endure to the end shall be saved. Let me tell you something. On the authority of the Word of God, those that endure to the end shall be saved. And those that don't endure to the end was never saved. Well, I don't believe that. Well, make an appointment with me. You show me the verses you got, I'll show you the verses I got. We'll let the Word of God be true and everybody else can be false. But on that same mathematical principle, if the ones that endure to the end shall be saved, then the saved shall endure how long? Till the end. Listen to me, Christian. Care how bad it gets, how mad you get, how offended you get. He just preaches too long. We'll find somewhere to preach it shorter, but lock in there. Because the reality is we only meet here for a couple hours a week. Your real spirituality is determined by how close you are to God at home. I've told you for years, if you think about God more in this room than outside this room, you probably ain't even saved. You read more Bible in this room than you read outside this room, you're spiritually weak. Nobody likes everything in the Bible because some of it's going to make you say, ouch. People walked away, though. What they should have done is stayed even when it got hard. 
and learn the real truth. Because people that know the real truth, see, some of y'all, see, some of y'all I've never had an issue with. Uh, Ken works at the church Monday through Friday. Me and you ain't never had a, an argument, a discussion, a voice raised, a, a disagreement. Uh, so, so, so that, that's most people's story. But how many of y'all know there's some folk you just got to check? I will never come back. You know what? Hey, I'll I, I let Alfred be, be, be y'all's final pastor in here today. When a coach goes off and singles out a player, should that player just take it? Learn from it and be an example to everybody else, or should he quit and tell it? I'm a man like he. He ain't about to talk to me like that. He uh, let's see how he do without me. I'm let y'all leave with me. Oh, y'all didn't see Coach Carter anyway. (laughs) Am I right? What a real champion does is they take it even if it's not real. Alfred having a bad day. He just picking on one of y'all because, you know, his wife had to put him in check before he left the house and he going to flex on somebody. Just realize he whack. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't slacking. I'm hustling. He talking about you ain't hustling. He ain't going to talk to me. Don't get your feelings hurt. Be better than that. Somebody puts you in check, either, either if they're right or if they're wrong. Because some of y'all be like, well, I don't like when pastor does this, that, this, and that, the other thing, these three things. I don't believe he should say that. I don't agree with him about this. But they keep showing up. Why? Where is she going to go? You going to go find some perfect church where you never get your feelings hurt? Anytime you get around people, you can get your feelings hurt. But those that endure to the end shall be saved. We are in the last time. We are, we are in time church. Jesus is coming back soon. And he promised before he comes back, there would be a great falling away. And here's what the Bible says. Anything that can be shaken will be shaken. We're in times right now. I told y'all we we were going to go through some economic challenges uh, with with a change in administration. I told y'all you would never see gas at $1.85 again. The day of the election, gas, $1.85. Mortgage loans were, were, were 2%. Uh, we, 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 I mean, infl- eggs is out the, out the frame, everything. Pe- people ain't working. Everybody's making a million dollars a week. I mean, we, we're in some rough times, but it's only going to get more difficult. You say, well, Pastor, why are you trying to scare me? I'm not. I'm trying to prepare you. Because if you can't be shook, you won't be shook. And I, and I want to say this today. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. It's the first church I've ever been senior pastor in. And, hey, Ain't, ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no perfect person on the planet but Jesus. And I want to say thank you to everybody that ever had, had, had any offense. If I ever offended you and you said, I'm going to love him anyhow, I thank God for you because that's what real Christians do. How many of y'all believe we ought to love each other in spite of each other? But I'll take my ball and go play somebody else. Here's a news flash for you. I don't want you on my team if that's how your character is. If, if, I, if, if you can't be, listen, we're not some Sunday go to meet in church. We are a family. We are a family. Uh, I hope you heard in my voice when we talked about your daughter today, Lashana. When, when, when I called you, uh, I hope you could tell. He sure loves us. Could you tell? It's been heavy on me. I've been, a, I've been a, in prayer. Listen, we are, we are small enough to where we know each other. We're here for each other. We care about each other. We pray for each other. This ain't some place to come and hide. This is a place to come and say, you know what? It's just like your real family. You don't kick Cousin Joe out out of the reunion. You just don't sit at the same table and eat with him. You don't get mad and stand at, at the edge and don't sing happy birthday to Big Mama on her 90th birthday. Just because, you know, you're mad at, 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 you know, at your, at your brother. No. You get it. You put your smile on and you tell Big Mama, happy birthday, Big Mama. You're the matriarch of our family. We all love you and we all came out of you. Quit and go home. Stop being shook. Stop being offended. Stop being offended. 
Uh, I told my kids what I said about you. They, they, my, their eyes got wide as soup bowls. I've said this so many times from a pulpit. He knows I mean it. If this man lost his mind, broke in my house, chopped up my two sons with a chainsaw, called me two days, I need two days. Called me two days later. <laughs> crying, sobbing, I'm so sorry. Uh, the devil jumped in my mind. I, I, I love you. I love those boys. Please, can you forgive me? You know, you know what I'd have to do as a Christian? That's a fact, and I would. Are you a forgiver? Are you a grudge holder? You're going to be shook. I hope you'll make it up in your mind what Peter knew. There ain't nowhere else to go but Jesus. Stay strong on Jesus. Whether you leave this church, go whatever you do in your life, don't ever give up on God. Because I promise you this, he never gave up on you. Pray with me. God, thank you for never giving up on us. Help us, God, to not be so easily offended. Help us, God, even when the truth hurts, to endure it. Help us, God, no matter what comes against us, to stand together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us, God, to value unity in your body over politics. Help us, God, to value each other as Christian brothers and sisters over the color of our skin or the size of our checkbook, God. Help us to not allow the world to divide us as the world is ripping itself apart for every little reason, God. Help us to rally together because we are one in the body of Christ. We love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.